Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, chapter 6. Verse 16. We begin reading, When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea. They entered into the boat and were going over the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark and Jesus had not come to them. The sea was tossed by a great wind blowing. When therefore they had rowed about 25 or 30 stadia, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near to the boat, and they were afraid. But he said to them, It is I, don't be afraid. They were willing, therefore, to receive him into the boat. Immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. Now the picture given to us here is rather a vivid one. On the one hand, the disciples believed themselves to be alone without Jesus and at the same time in the midst of the storm. Yet, in fact, Christ was quite aware of what was transpiring. We can look in Luke's account to see some detail on that. In fact, another of the gospel accounts tell us that he waited until the fourth watch, which is the early hours of the morning, to finally come to them. All the while, he knew about the twelve men in that ship. He knew that the boat was tossed by the waves. He knew that the wind was contrary. He knew that those manly fishermen faced a storm that was, well, too great for them. Yet he waited until the fourth watch of the night before going to their rescue. Now, frankly, this should tell us volumes concerning our Lord and how he deals with us and why. We are not told what conversations took place on that boat, but you can bet they weren't out there singing hymns. Jesus watched and waited as they struggled on their own, hour after hour against the elements, only making it three or four miles. How many of us must learn this lesson the same way? Believing ourselves to be man enough, tough enough, to go it alone against the storms of life. How many of us will struggle until the fourth watch of our lives, the late days of our individual time on this earth? One cannot forget that it was on a prior occasion that these apostles had battled a similar storm. That time, well, Jesus was asleep in the boat. He was present, but seemingly aloof, or so they thought. Verse 22 says, On the next day the multitudes that stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was no boat there except the one in which his disciples had embarked and that Jesus hadn't entered with his disciples into the boat, but his disciples had gone away alone. However, boats from Tiberias came near to that place where they ate the bread after the Lord had given thanks. When the multitudes therefore saw that Jesus wasn't there nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. They found him on the other side of the sea. They asked him, Rabbi, When did you come here? It is rare in our current religious world to view this event in anything other than a good light. The natural reaction, the natural read of this passage, is that the people's intentions seemed 
well, right on the money. After all, I mean, it's rare today that people would make an inconvenient journey and attempt to find Jesus. After all, most people want a church close to home, one that asks nothing of them, delivers on the Hollywood amenities, and goes out of their way to make them feel good and enjoy the service like it's a Broadway play. These folks, however, went out of their way, way out of their way, it seems, to find Jesus. Yet, ironically, according to Jesus, their hearts were not right and their motives were not pure. The people asked Jesus when he had come there. The answer they would now receive was not the answer to their question. Because Jesus, being God in flesh, knew their hearts even better than they did themselves. He answered them by telling them why they were there. They were not interested in him, but were highly motivated to get what they could from him, such as the heart of man, seemingly in any generation. The fact is, few people will come to Jesus in humility and sacrifice. Few will come to be a servant. Most are only looking for a better life on this earth, on this current plane of being. We want an easier road, a more pleasurable journey, a pain-free life. But gang, that's not Christianity. And Jesus would now tell them as much. Verse 26. Jesus answered them, Most certainly I tell you, you seek me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Don't work for the food which perishes, but for the food which remains to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For God the Father has sealed him. Now in a very simple message, perhaps we should see it as a simple but firm rebuke, Jesus herein sets them straight. We do not find the popular meek and mild Jesus that our generation embraces. No, we do not find the preacher that tells them that, you know, that they are basically good or accepted as they are. No. In fact, Jesus does some old-fashioned whacking here, and again, he does it out of a true deified love. He tells these people the truth. It is what we should expect, for he has already been declared the God of love and truth. Jesus herein shines the bright light, not on their actions, but on their intentions and on the heart behind them. It is not enough to just go about the motions of Christianity on the exercise of religious activities and expect to stand righteous at judgment. What we do is always a reflection of what we are and how we love. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.